0: Not here I, I don't normally review much from the previous week but there was a little bit I didn't get to cover last week so we're, I'm going to kind of kind of review briefly um of what we talked about last week and then kind of segue into what I want to talk about this week but we've been going through and talking about healing and I entitled, I titled it inside out just because we what I was seeing in the spirit from the the previous series on love was how um Jesus lives inside us his holy spirit lives in our heart and that manifests in our natural bodies, from the inside out, and so the more I studied love, the more I began to see healing in that, and uh, and 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 I just I want to make sure that we know as we move forward as a church. This is this is this is what my vision is for the church, and I, and I think you guys are on board with this. But I really see us being much more outward focused in our living, and I think that's what I see Jesus do throughout Scripture. And so it's a really simple gospel. And so as we as we move forward in this, um, I want you guys to kind of get it. So. What we talked about last week um, basically was, and I'll just kind of go through my notes real quick so you can kind of get an idea, but it was it was basically understanding that, that we receive healing. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it, but we receive it. Um, the moment you set out to get something, uh, you just told yourself you don't have it. Um, if you're trying to cause God to be good to you, you don't believe that he is good. So basically, the, the idea is we don't convince God to be good to us. He already is. We just receive what he has for us. And so... And, and he's also not in a distant, faraway heaven. He's within the Holy Spirit within us. So the healing is there. So sickness comes on us. We're not sick. We are well. Our spirit is well, and sickness tries to come on us. So we went through that last week. Um, he's good because of who he is, not because of what you're doing. Um, don't settle for healing We he wants to give you wholeness. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. We went through, we, we touched, um, Romans was the main scripture that we stuck with, Romans eight ten It says, now if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring, bring your mortal bodies to life, healing, sozo, everything, saved, healed, delivered, will bring life through his spirit who lives where? In you. His spirit lives in us. So we're not, we're not trying to, to trick God or convince God or, or figure out some formula for him to bless us, from to heal us, Right? And so I want you guys to get that before we move on to this, to what we're going to talk about. But he is good, and it's because he is good that we can be healed. It's not, it's not a sideshow or a sidebar. It is part of who he is. Does that make sense? It is Jesus, his Holy Spirit in us. All right. Well, this week, early this week, uh, Trinity Mulder's daughter got sick. She has had, like, some stuffed-up ear stuff. And so we last minute took her to the doctor, and we were just, like, in a panic because... Tracy said, well, call and see if the doctor, yeah, they they can take her in like 30 minutes, you have to hurry up, so I had to rush all the way up there, and and I've taken Trinity to the doctor a lot, not a lot, a lot, because she didn't go to the doctor a lot, but since she was like born, (laughs) so we've been to the doctor, and I kind of know the routine, we go in there and we do all the things, and and so I expected it to be the same, and, and, uh, and so we get there, and I've got Jordan with me, who's asked me a million questions about why this is and why that is, she's in her why stage, so. Um, we go in there, and I'm just like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So we finally go in and ask Trinity, "Do you want me to go with you?" And she's like, "Yes." So I went in there with her, and so she sat down. And well, before she went in there, she uh, the nurse weighed her first and put her on the scale. Now, most of you know our life has been just like a whirlwind lately, with with everything that's going on, with with work and family and church and everything. It's just been we've been really busy, to say the least. Just going, 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 going. And so this is just part of that. We're just like, okay, we'll throw this in here. We've got to take her to the doctor. This is what we're doing. So. And I'm a fairly fidgety person, like if I sit down, I shake my leg a lot, Tracy tries to stop it, and the other, other legs start shaking, but I like, to, I like to do things, and I don't like to sit still for very long, I like to keep moving. And so there I was, I'm sitting in the waiting room, waiting, okay, come on, and doctors always take forever, I'm like, why do we make appointments, because y'all are going to take 30 minutes longer. So we finally get in, <clears throat> and they start to weigh her, and then she weighs her, and she does a little thing, she's 89 pounds, and it, like right then, it clicked with me, like, oh my gosh, like she's getting older like this is happening, <laughs> like 89 pounds, wow. And so she, they go over and then they, they, they do her height. I know it, it, it may be simple to you, but it's completely mind-blowing to me. And I'm looking at her and I'm seeing my daughter and they're, they're seeing how tall she is and she was five foot tall. And I was like, oh, no, 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 she's not five foot tall, this can't be. <laughs> and I'm seriously like, like my whole world just kind of slowed down a little bit. And then I walked behind her, and we're walking in there, and I was like, this is so strange. And then we sit down in there, and I'm, I'm just waiting, and we go through the, the normal questions that nurses ask her, and then we got to the last question, <laughs> and I'm not going to repeat it, but it, I couldn't deal with it, like, <laughs> like, seriously, like, I was just like, and, and the nurse, and I think the nurse knew, too, because she kind of lowered her voice and looked at me kind of funny when she started to say it, and asked Trinity, and, and I was like, whoa, no, No, stop everything. (laughs) This is not happening. Like, I was seriously, like, completely shut down. Like, nurse lady, (laughs) close your nurse mouth hole and don't say any more words to her or me ever, (laughs) ever again. She's 89 pounds and 5 feet tall, and you're asking grown-up questions to a baby little girl who has not grown up. And I was done, like I was done. Now all this, seriously, all this is in my head. I didn't say any of that. I just sat there and, and acted like an adult, which is what I do most of my life, is act like an, I was talking to Bill about that the other day. I act like an adult most of the time because I really feel like really feel like I'm a child in an adult's body like I'm about to be 39 I'll be 39 this month and I think I don't I don't I don't know how I can do this <laughs> and and I was just sitting there just dumbfounded because my little girl is growing up and I can't and I thought to myself I was like I can't I can't deal with this <laughs> like this can't happen but the fact of the matter is what what are you going to do <laughs> what are you going to do and so so I cry <laughs> I laugh or I cry. That's my, my only two options. So I really did. I just I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. And so the rest of the, I mean, we went through the rest of the stuff. The doctor came in. And he said a lot of words I didn't listen to because I was still completely thrown back by the whole thing. And we went out, and we got a prescription. She had, like, an ear infection. Everything's good. She's taking medicine. Everything's fine. But what I, as I thought about that a lot this week, um, as I drive with my job a lot, I drive a lot. I travel, and, <clears throat> and I go to different places, and as I'm driving... I'm thinking about sermons, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to talk about, and I'm praying, and this kept coming back up, your little baby girl is 12, and she's going to be 13 this year, and she's growing up, and she's 5 foot tall, and she's 89 pounds, and the nurse thinks she's an adult, and I don't know what to do, (laughs) like I don't know how to deal with this, and the Lord really revealed this to me, um, (laughs) that the nurse was insane, I'm just kidding, the Lord revealed this to me, (laughs) no, the Lord revealed this to me, um, and he, and he really brought this to light. And it's amazing how he does this. It's funny when you when you begin to pray and listen. I know I talk a lot, but if when you pray and listen, he'll speak to you. So I was really struggling with this all week, and I was driving, and the Lord said, "Look, you can either..." And I got the, I got the image from the sermon series I did last week of of when they were stoning Stephen, and they plugged their ears and gnashed their teeth. It's what I felt like in that office. Place. No. And uh, he said, "You can either do that, or you can accept the fact that she's growing up. It's okay." She's going to be okay. And uh, all I could imagine was her, you know, from 12 to like 18 and then out the door, like it's, like it's already happened in my mind. And he began to, to, to bring me back to this church and to us and, and to the people. And he said, Look, things, she, just like Trinity, she may look different and she may begin to grow up and, and different questions may be asked and different things may change. But I'm with her and she won't be shaken. And she won't, she won't veer to the left or the right. She'll stay straight. She'll be okay. And I got comfort in that. And I began to think of this church the same way. And he was revealing this to me the whole time. He's saying, look, I am with her. And he is with us. And we won't be shaken. We are part of a kingdom that won't be shaken. <laughs> and things may look a little different. And they may change a little bit. But we won't be shaken. The heaven and the earth may shake. But, but his, his kingdom will not be shaken. And so I began to see the manifestation of, of his love and his grace and his power in this church. And it's like I talked about last week when I got that vision of the puzzle pieces going together where everywhere we step. And those of you that weren't here, here last week, I got a vision years ago. The Lord reminded me, walking down this aisle, out going out the door, that every step that we took, not just me, but everyone in here, that every step we took from this church, it was like puzzle pieces, like a zipper coming together. It was like puzzle pieces coming together. And lives being restored and people being healed. And we're seeing it. We're already seeing it. And it's all because of of him. It's not us. It's all because of him. It's his kingdom. It's his kingdom that we bring with us everywhere we go. It's not about us. It's about him. So, as we begin to look at healing, I never saw Jesus throughout scripture put sickness on anyone. And I never saw him deny anyone healing. <laughs> I think healing is, physical healing is part of the kingdom. I don't think that it's an extra. The same way I think the church for years has, has, has pointed towards heaven as the goal when relationship has been the goal. His kingdom comes, his will is done, and we get to go to heaven. His kingdom comes, his will is done, we are healed. It, it's, it's part of the bigger picture. It's not the goal it's part of who we are, and it's part of his kingdom who is with us, which is manifest in our spirit inside of us. Does that make sense? I read 75 to 80% of all structural diseases originate in our thoughts and emotion. This comes from a secular article that I read. Just like I've talked about when we started this healing thing, we've always, or I've always thought that emotion is our heart and um, logic comes from our brain, and they're two separate things. But when I began to study scripture, those were always interchangeable. They would talk about our spirit, our soul, our heart, our mind. They were all, they, they kind of meshed together in the Greek. And these weren't separated as much as we are. And they're not just emotions and, and logical thinking. Our spirit is where we receive truth. Now, the fact of the matter is, I could deny and plug my ears and say, Trinity's not going to go past 12. <laughs> but that does not change the fact that she's going to grow up. I can't stop that. In the same way, truth, I don't have to convince you. That something is true, and I'm not going to try to. I'm not going to try to brainwash you or convince you that whatever we're about to talk about in Scripture is truth. All I can do is reveal truth to you. Whether you accept it or not is completely up to you. It's it's a receiving. This is how we receive. We receive. (laughs) That didn't make any sense. Uh, We don't we don't have to try really hard. One of the kids the other day was looking. She said, "I'm looking really hard." I was like, "How do you look hard?" (laughs) And she was just standing in the middle of a room like this. I'm like, you're not looking very hard. She's like, I'm looking really hard. Listen, you can't receive really hard. <laughs> you just receive. You can't, you can't conjure up healing from some formula. You just receive what God has for you, and you give it to other people. We're vessels. Everyone say vessels. We're vessels. It's not about you. It's not about me. We, and we talked about this last month too, we abide in him, not in people. Jesus never said abide in branches. (laughs) He said abide in the vine. And then we can minister to branches, but we abide in him. It's from him to other people. Does that make sense? And it's not even, I do that, I shouldn't even do that. It's from him (laughs) to other people because he, he, he lives in us. Does that make sense? He resides in us. His Holy Spirit is in us. So healing insides us and work healing starts inside us and works its way out. So the whole inside out thing, it starts, it starts in us. Um, his kingdom is a kingdom of health, healing, and wholeness. In 3 John 1, verse 2. Um, you guys can turn there if you want to. We're going to end up in Acts 3. But 3 John 1 2, it says, Beloved, I pray That you may prosper in all things, be in health, just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth, get that, of the truth that is where? That is in you. Just as you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Is your soul prospering? Your soul is prospering. Whether you want to believe it or not, your soul is prospering. It says, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. We talked about last week, we need to have a meeting of bodies. Just have bodies get together. And one body would talk to the other, hey, the spirit that lives in me drives me insane. He worries all the time. The spirit man that lives in me, he worries all the time. He stresses out and he has my stomach in knots and I have headaches and I deal with all these things. And the other one says, man... Spirit that drags me around, <laughs> he loves people. He is stress free. He knows that his circumstances don't control him, but that he resides in God and he can minister to people. Listen, your body protests <laughs> against your spirit if, if you have the spirit of anxiety or the spirit of or, or, or bitterness. Does that make sense? It will manifest itself in your spiritual body. I mean, in your physical body. So when Jesus comes to live in us, we, if our soul is prospering, we just align ourselves with what's already going on inside us. Does that make sense? We, we, don't, we don't try to convince ourselves of what's right and wrong. We know what's right and wrong. We, convince our, we, we just receive what God has for us in our spirit. This is, this is what I think happens sometimes during worship. We, we are healed in an instant. It may take several weeks for us to understand how that healing works, but the Lord can move and work through us just like that. Have you all ever experienced something like that? Listen, the, the Holy Spirit will manifest itself differently in different people, but it will always be under the umbrella of love. You may manifest in different ways. You may have different personalities. Listen, don't put too much emphasis on your personality. Don't put too much trust in your personality. The Holy Spirit will change your personality. <laughs> Listen, don't, don't be so consumed with who you think you are. Because I, oh, that reminds me of something. Uh, sorry, side note. We were talking about being an adult. It was Bill and I were talking about being an adult. And this is a side note. I'm going to get back to what I was talking about. But this, is, this kind of goes along with it, though. I've always had this image of what an adult was supposed to be like, and I've always felt less than. Because, the, and Jasmine has talked about this, too. We're painted these pictures when we're younger of what we think should be. Does that make sense? And so without you even knowing when you're young, you just accept things for fact and reality, even though they aren't sometimes. Does that make sense? And so there was this picture painted in my life of a lot of adults who were just angry and frustrated and mad or whatever. And and so I imagine that's how adults are. And so I've always felt like the kid in the room, anytime I'm around adults, even if they're younger than me, I just always feel like the kid because I've got monologues going through my head, and this guy's talking about very serious things. I'm thinking of all these silly cartoon-type ideas in my mind, like, okay, whatever. And so, But I've always had this idea. And so I think we do the same thing with... How Christianity is supposed to look like because we've had this picture painted for us that's not necessarily true. Before I got saved, I had a picture painted of church goers, I guess you could say, and how very judgmental and just how they would just heap shame because I'd been to a few services and I thought, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> I feel so terrible, you know, just leaving here. I just feel dragged down. Church shouldn't be like that. Like this is fun. Like I I look forward to church on Sundays. Like this is not this shouldn't be oh, I gotta go to church again. you know that's not what this is like. If that picture was painted for you, I want to break it and throw it away somewhere in the dumpster. Um, so don't <laughs> a galaxy far far away so <laughs> so I just I want us to realize that it's not our our perception okay, how can I put this? Okay. We, we, we think, and I want to take this off of you right now. Hopefully this will take this off of you. God does not make people sick. He doesn't, there's, there's now no, no more condemnation in him. God doesn't get angry with you and try to, try to put sickness on you. He doesn't do that. And I think that keeps people from being healed because they think they deserve it. Listen, if you're, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense too, because if you're taking medicine and you think that God is making you sick, you're like rejecting God because you think your loving father is making you sick, which doesn't even sound right. But people think that. People think that I deserve this. Your old man deserved it. But guess what? He was crucified. He died and was resurrected in who? In Jesus, who satisfied all of that. And so that's who lives in you. So there. yeah, your old man may have deserved sickness and death and all that kind of stuff, but your new man doesn't. Your spirit doesn't. So take. you've, you've got to take that out of the equation before you can ever move forward because we will continue to heap shame and guilt on ourselves and say, I don't deserve healing. I don't deserve this stuff. But, but you do because that's who you are. So it's all about identity and knowing that that's who you are and that's who lives in you. So don't, don't have this misconception, this, this preconception that you deserve sickness because that's not who you are. Because the spirit of the Lord that lives inside of you, the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, resides in your mortal bodies and brings life to it. Life Everyone say life. life. Not death. Right. Acts 3, verse 3 says, one day Peter and John were going <clears throat> were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man was lame from birth, was <laughs> and this I always giggle at this because I'm like a small child. I always think he was just like a lame guy. I'm like, this guy's so lame he was lame, he was crippled, from birth, was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those, who, from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said to him, look at us. Oh, he said that was funny too. <laughs> you think we have money? <laughs> look at us. We don't have any money. So the man gave, gave them his attention. Expecting to get something from him. Everyone say expecting. Expecting to get something from him. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. Did y'all catch that? I'll wait. Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. He had it. He didn't have to say, "Hang on a second, let me go. Let me go think about all the bad things that I did yesterday, or let me go see if God's available so that I can get a healing prayer to give you. Let me see if I can conjure up a formula so that I can make you walk, lame guy." (laughs) He said, "I don't have silver or gold. Look at me. We we just run around healing people. We're poor." He said, silver gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. He had it. It was inside of him. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. They didn't even shut him down and say, that's not part of our doctrine. You can't dance in here. <laughs> We don't do that here. Verse 9, when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the, as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what, hap- what had happened to him. And verse 11, while the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. Verse 12, now listen to this. When Peter saw this, he said to them, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? Thank you for saying that. (laughs) As if by our own power or godliness we made this man walk. Listen, it's not us that does it. We don't do it. It's the Spirit that's in us. We have it. He just said that. We have it. But it's not by our own godliness, our own righteousness. It's by Jesus' righteousness that we can do anything. It's just as much, just we talked about last week, it's just as much a miracle. We we talk about miracles as though it's a stretch for someone to get healed physically. But we were saved, past, present, and future sins. Is that a miracle? Yeah. I mean, think about that. We're righteous in a a mortal body who is in a fallen world. That's a miracle, right? It shouldn't be a stretch that he can manifest that same life in physical form and, and heal people. It doesn't seem like it should be, but we look at it that way like, okay. You can't, we, we can't separate healing from the healer, and he's in you. He's, he is inside you. So if, he, if, if, if the Holy Spirit lives in us, you can't take away the healer because that's who he is. Does that make sense? You can't say, well, the Holy Spirit lives in me, but I don't believe in healing. Who's the Holy Spirit? You know, where did he come from? He's part of a trinity. Not my daughter, the Holy Trinity. Uh, <laughs> I should have used some crazy parallel for that, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, your spirit is already healed inside you. So like we talked about last week, sickness may come on you, but your spirit is already healed. So you just have to align yourself with that. Your body protests and desires healing. Your soul protests and desires healing. Healing is just a part of the kingdom. Don't settle for healing when you, want, when, when you can have wholeness. We talked briefly before I kind of wrapped up last week. Luke 17, 11 was talking about the ten lepers. I remember the ten lepers that were all healed and only one came back to have a relationship. And it said, um, it said, your faith has made you whole. In some versions it says well, and some say saved. It's sozo. It was the same word that Jesus used when we talked about last week. Sozo. Save, heal. It's all of that all in one. So we are thankful and we receive healing, but... That, just like we talked about in the beginning, that's just part of the kingdom. Does that make sense? Don't just seek physical healing. That's not what we're designed to do. We're designed to see it and to pray for people and to love people and receive it, right? But what God desires for us is what? Relationship, wholeness. We receive healing, physical healing, but we receive mental healing. How many of us struggle with, with mental issues? <laughs> Hey, <laughs> like, I don't do <laughs> um, emotional things. We, we feel needy. We feel like we have lack. Jesus says, "I feel all things in every way." There's no lack in Him. So, in all these things, it's not just physical as far as hurting or or things. Although it includes that, and it's even not just it's not just mental or any other of those things. It's wholeness. He brings wholeness to us, fullness, and so don't stop at just healing. Because that's not what his desire is. The same way we I think a lot of us have been convinced that the whole thing is, oh, we gotta get to heaven, we gotta get to heaven, we gotta get to heaven. Well, what do we do now? Oh well, you just you're on your own. <laughs> you're on your own now for 70 years or 80 years, however long you live. But we have a we have a position and we have uh, like we've talked about with this with this grace <laughs> with grace comes great responsibility. <laughs> with great grace comes great responsibility. With grace, it has these implications that okay, now that we've received this. Freely you receive, now what? Freely you give. This doesn't mean we perform for his love. It means that because he loved us, now we have things to do. Now we have power and it's not about us. Now we can take what he's given us and distribute it to everyone else. Right? And it takes all that stress off of us. It takes all that that frustration that now I've got to figure out a way and I've got to make sure that I've prayed this many times, and I've read this many scriptures, and I've had this quiet time, and I've been in this closet, and I've sought the Lord this way, and I've done this, and I've been to worship, and I've done these things. That's self-centered, and that brings on pride. If you really believe that it's that it's the things that you can do to gain his favor, think. I look back at that, like, I can imagine them going, silver and gold I don't have, but I'll get with you in a couple days, because I've got to deal with some things. That doesn't make sense. He says, no, I have it. And if we can receive that, then you can give it. The only way you can give it is if you receive it. And, and God's completely fine giving it if you'll just receive it. <laughs> He's not trying to hold back on anybody. But guess what? There are times when the sick aren't healed. We know that, right? There are times when we pray for people and things don't happen the way we think they should. And so, and. And it's, it's, I've seen it, and it's happened to different people. I've seen people pray for people, and I've prayed for people, and I've seen things not happen. i pray prayed for people, and I've seen things happen. I read Joyce Meyer. Y'all know who Joyce Meyer is? She was praying for her, um, her hairstylist, somebody she'd known for a long time. And her hairstylist was saying, oh, my wrist hurts, and it's hurt for years, and I've just had all these issues with it, and it's just really hurt, bothering me today. And Joyce just said a quick prayer. I mean, it wasn't anything real deep. She didn't, not a big King James prayer or anything. She just said, you know, Lord, just please heal her wrist. And as the hairstylist was doing her hair, she was like, oh, my gosh, my, my wrist doesn't hurt anymore. And she's like, that was amazing. How did you do that? And she was like, no, it was just the Lord in me. It wasn't me that did it. And it's that easy. But then there's other times when uh, I heard another story about a, of someone who's praying. And she was tired all the time. She was struggling with being tired all the time, tired all the time, tired all the time. And she began to pray and listen to the Lord. And the Lord said simply, you're not drinking enough water. <laughs> And certainly within two days, she began to drink water, and she felt better. I mean, simply. I mean, it's, it's not complicated. How many, <laughs> how many times do we try to twist God's arm into doing things the way think they, we, we think they should be done? And the fact of the matter is, we should be aligning ourselves with him and asking him how he does it. Listen, the first miracle, ooh, the first miracle that uh, Jesus did, turning the, the water into wine, what did his mom say? Just listen to him, Right? Yeah, whatever he does, <laughs> don't, don't look at me. Do what he says. How simple is that? How about we just ask God? Say, hey, Jesus, what, what do we need to do here? What do you have for this situation? But how many times do we not? We think, I want this piece, this, piece in, this person to be healed right now. Like I have an idea of what I want to happen here. When Jesus may have a different plan, what if, what if this person needs to go to the hospital to minister to somebody else? And they're going to get better. They need to go to the hospital for a few weeks and they're going to see someone else and they're going to be able to minister to them. They're going to be able to love them. and They're going to be able to pray for them. What a, what a novel idea. He can use us. Very simple. We live in a fallen world and we are going to be persecuted. Jesus said that we were, right? We immediately think people, but guess what? We don't fight against flesh and blood, do we? You will be persecuted and you will have, there will be Sickness, Trying. To, I've been sick, you've, you've been sick, there will be sickness on us. We still live in this fallen world, but guess what? Our circumstances don't control who we are and who lives inside us. Speaking of Paul, his circumstances were fairly bleak towards the end of his life, to say the least. But his circumstances didn't control the spirit that lived inside him. And he ministered to the prison guards. He ministered to everyone he came in contact with because he was part of a different kingdom. He understood that, that it wasn't about what was going on around him. It wasn't about his circumstances that changed anything. And he understood that he was he was in relationship with a loving God that wanted to use him to love other people. And he used his circumstances to change people's lives. There's one more story, and we're going to wrap up. I'm, I'm, I'm rambling on. I'm not going to get to all these notes, so I'll just tell you the story, and we're going to, we're going to dismiss. And I'll get to the rest of, half of this next week. Um, it's a good thing about being a pastor. I guess I can just keep going. Uh, William Booth was the first general of the Salvation Army. Some of you may know of him. Is it? I have. Seriously, I had no idea. Happy <laughs> you see those commercials where the purple stuff like blows a... up? <laughs> that just happened. Really? That's awesome. I can't find anything clever to like tie that together. But that's re- well, other than this, I'm about to talk about him. Happy birthday, William Booth. Anyway, so, that <laughs> threw me off. Now I'm completely distracted. It's okay. I seriously, like, something's wrong with me. I, I promise you. I begin to see, like, like a birthday party in my head, and then the story I'm about to tell. But I can't tell you yet because I did not tell the story. So, think about a birthday party when we talk about this. Anyway. So, William Booth um, was the first, hang on, first general in the Salvation Army. And he dedicated his life to love God and love people, basically. He, 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 um, he leveraged his life for people. He leveraged his life. He loved the Lord, and he, he was the, a good example of that. So he began to get sick, and he went to, or he didn't begin to get sick. He couldn't see, and he began to go blind. So he went to the doctor, and they said, yeah, there's nothing we can do. You're going blind. And he had a conversation with his son, and his son said, Dad, how, how is this possible? You were so good, and you love God, and you love people, and this doesn't make any sense. Where's God in all of this? And he said to his son, I love this. He said, you know what? He said, I don't know. He said, but I'm part of an unshakable kingdom. And he said, I will love the Lord and love people with sight, and I'll love them when I'm blind. And he went blind for like a year. And he continued to do the same thing he did, blind, that he did when he could see. And after about a year, he was miraculously healed of it, and he could see. And he, he says, he, and this is his, his version of it, he says, The way I see it is, the devil was trying to attack me, and when he realized that it wouldn't stop me, he just gave up. (laughs) That's how we should be. I mean, I hope you all can get blind, but I I pray that our circumstances don't change who we are. I pray that if, for any reason, sickness comes on us, it's just motivation to continue doing what we're doing and just go that much stronger and know that the kingdom that we represent that lives inside us can't be affected by anything physical. What it say? to live as Christ and to die as gain. What are you going to do to me? <laughs> what do you do with a person like that? <laughs> that's who we are. That's that's the kingdom that we bring is completely different than the, than than the the kingdom that we see in our lives is a kingdom of healing and restoration. Sozo, the whole thing with salvation, saved, healed, delivered. That word that Jesus used all the time, sozo. Is is I like the word wholeness. I just like the, the visual image it gives as wholeness, as fullness, and I love that that as I go out, and I hope you guys go out and love people and pray for people, that's the kingdom you bring is wholeness. Now, if they get physically healed, praise God. If they receive salvation, praise God. If they don't get healed, praise God. Because we're not part of the world we see. I always go back to The Matrix. If you've seen The First Matrix, which is about the only really good one, but <laughs> you've seen The First Matrix... Uh, I love that, that parallel. It's not a Christian movie, but it's a really cool parallel in there that they're, they're part of a different world, and they get kind of unplugged, and they see. It's kind of looking like behind the curtain of what's going on. And I remember a night when we were sitting out there with the youth, and we were making, uh, I call them mallow sandwiches because I don't like people making up names, and I can't make up names for s'mores. So we are making mallow I'm weird. So we were making mallow sandwiches back there, and I remember thinking, as we were talking about um, having faith like a mustard seed, I remember thinking, how much of the sky would have to be, like, cracked and peeled back for you to believe that there's something else going on there? Like, like I imagine in movies, like, would you just, if you could just see a peak and see through and see another dimension, how much would you need to see to believe that it was there? You don't need to see the whole thing. You just need to see a part. In the same way, we, we are part of a kingdom that is advancing on the earth. We won't see it in its fullness until Jesus comes back. But man, when he comes back, it's, it's on. <laughs> it's on like bing bong, Jack. <laughs> my kids watch Duck Dynasty, and now my daughter, that's all she says all the time. It's on like bing bong, Jack. So we see we see in part, but my goodness, I want to be a part of it, right? Yes. Church, we can be a part of the advancements of, of the kingdom of God on earth now. We won't see it in its fullness until he comes back and we go to heaven, but I want to be a part, you, we do, okay, have you seen it? I've seen it. I've seen it in pockets and in bubbles and advancements and in groups of us that go out in the city and we love people and we pray for people. I've seen it. I've seen the kingdom amongst us here because he says, "As on earth as it is in heaven, right? Is there any sickness in heaven? No. Is there any death in heaven? No. Is there any condemnation in heaven? No. So we can, we can witness and be a part of that here to, a, to an extent, to a level here on earth. And that's what I want to be a part of. That's what I want to do here. So we will advance the kingdom in as much as we can from him through us. We're vessels, right? What did we say at the beginning? What are we? Vessels. We're going to receive from him, abide in the vine, and we're going to distribute it. Remember the guy with the arteries? My favorite guy. (laughs) It's going to come from my heart, so it's going to be distributed out. Out. The same way the heart pumps out with check valves so it doesn't go in reverse and flood the heart full of stuff it doesn't need. It needs to go out. Our love needs to go out. It's who we are. It's what we're we're designed to do. We, 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 We take. Freely we get. Freely we give. Simple. Simple, simple, simple. So, until Jesus comes back <laughs> or we go to heaven, we're going to advance his kingdom here on earth. So you guys stand up with me. We're going to pray. Um, Tracy and I and the Turners are going to be up front. Uh, Melvin and Libby, if you can come up front. We're going to have just a, a time of invitation. Listen, if you guys, if if, if you've never received this awesome, awesome love that, that God has for us, if you've never experienced that, listen, I want to give you an opportunity to. We're going to be up here to pray for you. Um, we're not going to like, Freak you out or anything? We don't have any snakes or any crazy, crazy thing. Whatever picture was painted when you were a kid of, of Christianity and people, but uh, we just want to love you and pray for you. If you just need healing in any way, um, physical, uh, mental, we won't tell anybody <laughs> um, anything. We just want to pray for you and love you. So um, we're gonna we're gonna dismiss here, and we're gonna be up here to pray for you. If you just want to come talk to us, Trace and I'll be up here. We'll be glad to talk to you. Um, so we just love you guys. I'm gonna pray, and then we're gonna dismiss. Father, thank you. For your love, thank you for your grace, Father. Thank you for um, everyone in this place. That 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 it's your Holy Spirit that changes us. It's not me. It's not me trying to convince anyone. It's your good news. It's 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 uh, it's your Holy Spirit that speaks to us, Father. I pray that you would just seal in the hearts of everyone in here your love, um, Father. I pray for any shame or guilt or or uh, receiving. Of lies from the enemy, Father, that, that that I would bind that on earth as it is in heaven. I bind that up right now. Any any kind of deception that 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 would would trick people into thinking that they deserve um, any of those bad things, Father. Any sickness or any kind of uh, of uh, of shame and guilt and and and, and all that, Father. But they would, that you would just reveal yourself to them, that they would just meet you and have a relationship with you, and, and, and that they could see their righteousness in you. Father, we love you and we praise you. And as we go out of this place, Father, we just uh, we just commit ourselves to do your work. Father, we are vessels and we will distribute your kingdom anywhere you point us. Father, we just we just look to you and we ask you, just like your mom said. <laughs> Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And we receive everything you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen.